So good at doing skirt. Skirt. <laughs> imagine you on a, on a rap song. Skirt, skirt. What do you mean, imagine? <laughs> hey, John, I'm ready to do a podcast. Are you ready to do a podcast? Yeah, why not? I was born ready. Hello, and welcome to the Dream <laughs> Welcome to the Dream Factory, the world's greatest user-generated movie creation podcast. The rules are simple. Every episode, we can read out as many of your film ideas as we like, but only one can be taken to the next stage, where it will form the pilot script of a new Ricky Gervais sitcom that will be a huge rating success, despite not featuring a single joke or memorable moment. I'm Joel, a man who puts the C in Morris seems a bit of a cunt, doesn't he? And across from me is John Harris, a man who this very second, as you're listening to this, as long as you're listening within three days of its release, is in the exotic land of Mauritius. Whilst the nation was declared independent from the UK in 1968, in Emboldened by Brexit, John has travelled to the country east of Africa in a one-man bid to recolonise the nation. Hello, John. Hello. What's it like over there, John? Beautiful. Anyway, right, firstly, you're holding no punches there. Two attacks in your intro. My intros are getting feisty. They are really feisty. I mean, one of them I'm trying to be a shock jock. I mean, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And secondly, most importantly, it's about time you change the tone you say hello at the beginning of the episode. But that tone was... Hello. (laughs) I've never made that noise in my life. (laughs) It it took us all by surprise, I think you'll find. Mm. I might start doing it out in the street. Uh, What about this film idea from Johnny? Sophie Ridge over the River Kwai. He also added her. That which, hey, new famous listener. Imagine if me and you were doing the papers on Sky News in a couple of weeks. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> That'd so, be fun, wouldn't it? So I asked you if you knew who Sophie Ridge was, and you gave me a really fascinating story that I thought, well, let's keep this in. Hey, I didn't know who she was, but then, I don't suppose, but I was in the gym this morning, mostly working on seps and pecs. Mm. Uh, and she was on the big TV. And I thought, how weird that he tweeted us that. And I didn't really know who she was. And then this morning, she's on in the gym. Oh, I thought she was Kay. I thought I was getting her mixed up with Kay Burley, who's another Sky um, pundit, pundit presenter, and she's the one who's Woman. famous for the sadness in its eyes when after oh, the dog after after some sort of tragedy, yeah. she took a photo of a dog. The dog was so upset about it because the dog was helpless. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it did have such sadness in its eyes. But the thing about a dog is, it doesn't take much to put a sadness in a dog's eyes, does it? No, you like, feed it. A, Food yeah. it doesn't like. Putting, or putting food on a surface it cannot reach. Yeah, exactly. There'll be sadness in its eyes. Also, can we talk... They're very binary with their emotions. There's not a lot of nuance. That's true. A lot like me. Yeah. yeah. We're dogs. <laughs> There's your episode title. Sophie spells her name S-O-P-H-Y. Yeah, I wonder is... if there was another famous Sophie Ridge. Oh, maybe. It sounds like somewhere that there would have been a showdown in the Old West. Yeah. I... Sophie Ridge. Nice. And the Native Americans and the Cowboys clashed at Sophie Ridge. Don't you think? Yeah, I, th- yeah, I think so. I think I would watch So maybe that. that's what it is. Maybe there's a, the bridge over the River Kwai. Yeah. Maybe we never learnt about the big cliff next to it where there was another showdown. Oh. It's called Sophie Ridge. Oh, that's good. Mm, that's pretty good, isn't it? And so I assume Sophie... No, our Sophie would have lost if she had to change her name. Or, mm. or did she win and then just... Um, Stuck a big flag of her face in it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know much about either the film The Bridge Over the River Kwai or, indeed, the the area of Thailand where it is found. But, hey, what? how's that ever stopped us in the past? Ignorance is no deterrent for me and you. Absolutely not. <laughs> That's, 
There's one thing you can take away from this episode or any episode. If anything, it spurs us on yeah. to make wild guesses. <laughs> that's um, that's a thing, isn't it? The Diane... No. The Diane something effect? Oh, God. Diane Kruger? No, she's Diana a thing, Ross. isn't she? It's Di- the Diana Ross effect. Is it Diane? Is it named after Diane, John? I can see what it actually says, so yeah. tell, it, tell us what it says. Who's Diane Kruger? Diane Kruger is a German-American actress and fashion model. Famous she- for her effect. <laughs> Oh, she's in Inglorious Bastards. Yeah, she's the German woman in it. Okay, cool. Who uh, gets shot and in she foot? is not uh, the person who inspired the Dunning-Kruger effect, which is effectively the theory that supposits that if the, the less you know about a subject, the more arrogant you will be in your knowledge of it, and the more you learn, the more, like, essentially humble you'll be. And if anything, we are living proof of that. In Who's Dunning? Who's Kruger? Doesn't really matter, mate. Can we have another idea? Because I'm so confused. Hey, how about this one from Tom? Legally Bond. Oh. He goes to law school. No, Reese Witherspoon. Is a spy. Is a spy. And hey, she turns up. Guess what? None of them think she can do it. Of course. Because she's got a little chihuahua and she's wearing all pink. Can I just say, when I said of course, I was playing a role of a man in this film. I don't believe that as a human being. We know she could do it. Yeah. She turns up. Everyone's like, Reese Witherspoon, to be the next Bond. It will never be done by a woman. And guess what? She smashes it. She smashes it, but in her own way. Yeah. Which is very important. Oh, absolutely. I would say that um, the only, th- like, so Reese Witherspoon. There used to be a lot more, hey, also as a thing, there used to be a lot more laughs in Bond. Yeah? Don't you think? It's so serious now. It is really serious now. Um, yeah. He, like, he used to push someone on a piano and say, play it again, Sam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas. Now? Now he's just killing people. Uh, with boring. The, re- the only reason Bond would kill people in the past is because he had a good pun lined up. Mm-hmm. We've been through this. I, mean, I think the first ever episode of this podcast, we spent most of it talking about the fact that, that and, James and you're right. Bond's... And it's been a downhill slope ever since then. Entire narrative drive was based on what pun he could make at the time. Exactly. But it doesn't happen anymore. It doesn't happen anymore. So, Reese Witherspoon, the Legally Blonde writing team, they come in. And also, the production of the new Bond film is sounds like a mess. Mm. They've had, I think, 50 directors on it now. Yep. And, wait for it, a thousand writers. And none of them have got it right. And do you know why? They haven't even considered the Legally Blonde team. It's, it's, and they come as a package. It's crazy that they haven't. They get drafted in. They nail it. Best, uh, best bomb film ever, except all the Roger Moore ones. That whole team hasn't worked in years because of the fact so that they insist on working as a team. Yeah. They can't, literally, even one member can't do something Catering. Else. Catering are busy <laughs> elsewhere, doing a wedding. We can't make the film. I feel like it's a cheap thing to suggest because of Legally Blonde and Legally Blonde 2 that she'd be like dressed in pink suits when she's doing her spying and stuff. But it's a fun thing to suggest. And the Chihuahua carries the gadgets on yeah. his little back. Yeah. Uh, in my head, I'm immediately thinking there's a, jets, there's a jet ski chase and he's got a mini Chihuahua he's jet got, ski. Oh, yes, please. Or he's up in a, um, like a paraglider. Atta- Behind attached the, the speedboat. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I like that a lot. And he's doing a little cute bark. Oh. That's good, isn't it? Uh, what about this one from Jason? Pancake Day. Those damn aliens try it on with us Brits during our national holiday. That's fun. Yeah? Yeah, we're just trying to shrove. <laughs> shrive? To borrow from a brilliant piece of yeah. James A. Castle stand-up. We're trying to eat a pancake and the mm. aliens arrive. Oh, that'd be so annoying. Yeah. Are you, do you celebrate Pancake Day? Yes. Do you worship to the god of pancakes? That's so, what Pancake Day is, isn't it? So there's a different Pancake Day in, in France. Of course there is. 
and it's Crepe the day. same day every day. Every day. Every day. <laughs> it, Crepes come, every day. Visit France. Every day is pancake, pancake day. day. No, um, yeah, and on Shrove Tuesday, they make like beignet, which are like little donut things instead. Ooh. It, because it's actually Shrove Tuesday, it's like before Lent, you just eat all the good stuff, right? That's the yeah. whole vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, get, get all that good stuff in me so yeah. that I'm so sick that at least the first bit of Lent, I'm not Don't that sad. Yeah. I like the idea. So, right. So pancake day the whole of the uk is flipping their pancakes right and big aliens time, look upon england and they see it as some sort of attack on their people like it's like they think that, that we're like replicating their like ufos and then like disrespecting them by flipping laughing mm-hmm, cutting mm-hmm. them up eating them they see it as like a an act of war so that's why they come down in their massive pancakes yep and try and take us on ah, and then right the thing that you don't realise about these aliens is they're actually a lot smaller than you expect. They're not like the seven foot ones. These are quite small ones. And Danny Dyer and Danny Dyer, female daughter of Danny Dyer. Good, good. Armed with frying pans. Oh, a take, real attack the block vibe. Yeah, take yeah. down take down all the aliens. I'd love that. That'd be so good. Yeah. And and yeah, I think we um I don't know, they learn something about themselves along the way. <laughs> I'm sure they do. And just like Danny Dyer probably has some real zingers. Yeah, he'll be using a left-right. Put some Nutella on that. Good, very good. Bet you're feeling crepe right yes. now. I was about to say that. Oh, one sorry, as well. Joe. No, sorry, I liked mate. it. I liked it. There'll be a bit where Danny, Lady Danny, is talking too much. He'll be like, "Stop waffling on." Yeah, yeah. Not, not yeah. Similar to a pancake. Uh, close enough. Mate. Uh, most places where pancakes are available, waffles are also available. So I think that's, that's also a, a line in the film. <laughs> <laughs> she says. That doesn't really make sense. And he stops her mid-fight and says, most places where pancakes are available, you'll also find a waffle as well, actually. Thank you. Good. And the final fight sequence is soundtracked by Staying Alive, but it's been re-recorded, so it says Staying Alive. Very good. That's good. Is that the best one you can think of? Best pancakes up? Yeah. Go on, quick. It's harder than it looks, mate. Something about flipping. Yep, cool. Hey, here's one from Brian. Stuart and Chicken, the little brothers. Wait, Stuart Little is... Oh, and they're both animals. <laughs> I Big mean, so are humans, time. but for the record, but you know what I meant. Yeah. A chicken and a mouse team up because the sky is falling down. Okay. Why would the chicken feel he needed backup from said mouse? Because the chicken saved the sky once, but this time it's falling harder. Ah, uh, it's quicker. doubly falling. It's doubly falling. And only the mouse will believe. Uh, and so... Well, Stuart Little films, were they a big deal? I went and saw the first one at the cinema. Hugh Laurie's the dad. Hugh Laurie's the dad. That's the that's some information I've just remembered. Mm. And the there's... dad of the mouse. Well, technically, doesn't the mouse get adopted? I don't know where the mouse comes from, but I know it gets in a boat at one point. I know he wears a stripy t-shirt and rides a skateboard. He looks great. <laughs> he does look great. He's a fashionable mouse. Ah, he's one of the. I would say he's infinitely more fashionable than the next mouse that we can think of, which is Mickey. Yeah. Who sometimes doesn't wear a top. Freshen up your look, Mickey. <laughs> Mickey Mouse doesn't wear a top quite a lot. In my mind, Mickey's like... Um, Rasta Mouse is pretty cool. Very cool. Mm. Mickey, in my mind, is like one of those guys in the park who the second the sun comes out, is like whipping his top Tops off. off. Yeah. Yeah. That's Mickey. Perverts. Anyway, so they're teaming up. They're stopping the sky falling down. How does... have Do you know much about Chicken Little, the book or film? How does um, he succeed in I stopping think, the... Well, no. Hey, the sky... Here's the big twist. The sky isn't actually falling down. I think Chicken Little just doesn't know what rain is or something falls from the sky. So the twist at the end of this is it's hail. Yeah. Oh, nice. I like that a lot. Uh, Brian also said, if you don't like that, but well, we did, steward little about a really small steward at a big sporting event. 
Yeah, good. It's the world's smallest steward, six inches tall. It had a big high vis. Well, not a big high vis, a little high vis. The initial, like, I'm a big Quite fan. ironically, low vis because he's so small. The initial humour that comes from the idea of someone walking into the venue, looking for the steward to help them to their seats, and then looking down to the floor mm-hmm. and him being like, I'm down here, it's fun. But okay. past that, I'm not sure where the film no. Um, has no, and I think I think Brian knows that. Yeah. Yeah. He gave it to us as a backup. And with, look, if you want to give us a backup, we'll welcome it. What about this one from Con? Casino Chicken Royale. We're back in Bond. <laughs> We're back in Bond. It's We're very back, Bond heavy. Back in Bond. Casino Chicken Royale. So there's a big high stakes poker game in a Burger King. Is a Chicken Royale a Burger King thing? I think it is, yeah. Mm. They talk about it at the start of Pulp Fiction. Yeah, because it's um, Muck Chicken is the chicken Chicken legend. choice. Actually, I think you'll find a Chicken Legend is the most similar product to a Chicken Royale. Sorry. Chicken Legend. You Chicken Legend. Yeah, that's what you say. That's yeah. just, they love it when you order it. <laughs> I'll have a chicken, comma, oh, legend. Uh, wait, well, and they so don't you're... like being called a nugget. <laughs> Select they're indifferent about. Rap. Sometimes they'll sing you a little song. Can I have a chicken wrap? Well, I'm here to say you've ordered a lovely McDonald's today. That's what they do. Have you ever had that when you go in and you say, can I have a chicken wrap? And they go, for fuck's sake. No, I haven't. I really, I, I need to go back. You need to order the wraps. So, big game of poker in a Burger King. Have you ever ordered a Big Mac and they just give you this uh, really oversized coat? <laughs> that's that, haven't you? <laughs> no, that's good, that one. Yeah, you should be pleased with yourself. Well Thank done, you, mate. Mate. Thank you very much. If you think I'm going to listen to what you're about to say and not be thinking about other McDonald's orders you can get wrong, you're so wrong. Come on, mate! A poker game in a big, in a big, 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 big burger place. It's called uh, Burger, burger King. King. Thank mm-hmm, you. Mm-hmm. Why would they go? To, why would they do it in Burger King? Is it because they don't want to be caught? Because the king himself is involved. <laughs> oh, he's shit. the villain. Why is the Burger King guy so scary now? It's like and a plastic face crew. I'd imagine it's like it's a been reimagining. In the US. I don't think they ever had a mascot when I was a kid. No, they just you know they just. Thought... I could, eat a Burger King. could you eat a Burger King right now? Now yeah, we're talking about it. I I think... John, it's seven a.m. <laughs> I think that Burger King in the nineties were just confident enough with the quality of their food. They're confident in the grill. Yeah, they just believed in the grill. The flaming Whopper. They were happy. How, like, hey, when you order a flaming Whopper, I don't want to know what happens. Yeah, but in your world, James. In this, James Bond's got a license to grill. Hello. Oh, so he what? All right. James Bond has been placed it spying within the kitchens of a Burger King where the king himself works yep. because he knows about this big poker game mm-hmm. that is between all of the owners of the fast food places. Yeah. We've got Ronald. We've got the king. We've got Subway guy. John, ask me what they're using for chips. What are they using for chips? In the poker game. <laughs> what they, ask me what they're using for chips. Hey, Joel. If the listener hasn't, if the listener hasn't clocked on yet, I'll be astounded. Hey, Joel, just a question. Uh, out of interest, what will they be using for poker chips in the game? It's those little round pickles because <laughs> they stack. They're yeah, quite yeah, similar yeah. to poker chips. <laughs> so what did you think it was? <laughs> That's what everyone was thinking. Yeah. Wh- what other big fast food faces are there? <laughs> There's that weird purple blob that hangs around in McDonald's. There's the hamburger. McDonald's really cornered the market with the mascot. Mm. The Nando's chicken. Yeah, he's there. The rooster's there. Oh, and he wins around, and he says, "Looks like I'm coming home to roost." <laughs> Is that what they say? Is that the saying with roost in it? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. He says that. That's good. Uh, uh, we didn't focus enough on the, how creepy the Kit Burger King guy is. Yeah, really creepy. And also, in terms of a poker face, you can't read. He's got it sewn up, hasn't he? he? Yeah. Oh, that's so. That's genius, and that's why. And people have been wondering on the streets. I've heard people say, "Why yeah. is he like that?" And James yeah. Bond knows it's because he. 
it always wins. He always poker, wins. Yeah. And the money's going into something illegitimate. Mm. I imagine. Taking down Jamie Oliver. Uh, They're all interested perfect. in that cause. Just quick thought. The woman from the Starbucks cup, she's there. Yeah. <laughs> she's like a mermaid. Is she? Yeah, she's got like fins coming up. Is she? She's got legs. <laughs> sea legs. Oh, God. <laughs> this is okay. what happens when we record two in a row. I forget how talking Yeah, works. so James Bond, he's undercover. He breaks cover. Yeah. And he like throws a burger patty at someone, spins yeah. it, and they have a big fight. <gasps> Where's the burger patty, right? Mm-hmm. It slices open the helmet or whatever the weird plastic thing on the Burger King guy is. Yeah. Turns out it's Jamie himself. Shit. Oh, it's Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> oh, it's Gordon. <laughs> Would love that. Yeah. That's what you love that. It's Gordon Ramsay. Fuck. And then he Yeah. He tries to he pulls out Runs a machine. Runs off gun. with all his pickles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's yeah, he says, Oh, I'm in a fucking pickle here. That's good, isn't it? I, I really And Reese Witherspoons kills him <laughs> with a spoon. From a, a McFlurry. Oh, killing someone with yeah, killing someone with a spoon is really, really brutal. This is an especially the way she does it. Oh dear, I don't like this film. I really like this film, actually. Yeah, that's one. I think that might be one of our best for a while. Thanks, Con. Well, he didn't really do much. Uh, is anything left in Pip's corner? Is there anything left in Pip's sack? Well, there's one that's the Legend of the Baggy Pants brackets new metal '90s story, but I don't know what that's punning on. No, I mean I'd like to hear a story about. Well, is it just Limbisk? Is he just talking about Limbisk's trousers? But why is the, what's they the legend big shorts, of? guys. I don't know if it's a pun. Maybe he just halfway through decided, I'm over this. Well, there's another one I think. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of people do. Sorry to bother Hugh. Some man called Hugh is constantly being constantly pestered. Being bothered, yep. And uh, it's Hugh Edwards. Hugh He's Edwards. just trying to read the news. So what? why would someone be a... Poly- so someone working at the BBC... So, no, someone committed a massive crime and they yeah. don't want it mentioned on the news. Because so they, they don't want to bother Hugh Edwards. Him. They kidnap Hugh Edwards. Hugh Edwards. He doesn't like have because sorry, in my head what I'm thinking is if he had like a speech impediment or like there was a word that he physically couldn't say mm-hmm, and the mm-hmm. murderer had that in his name, it would be bothering Hugh for him to have to cover that in the news. Very good, yeah. Well maybe he does, we don't know because his headlines are always written to avoid it. Yeah, yeah. As uh, a word he can't say. And we Flamingo. never we don't find, no no, we don't find it out throughout the whole film. That's part of it. It's like it's like the just Sorry for ruining that it's Flamingo, yeah. guys. <laughs> it's like the just music video for, by Radiohead, you know where the guy's lying on the oh, floor yeah, and everyone's cool. like, why are you lying there? And then eventually he says it, but we don't know what he says. Yeah. And then everyone's like, great music video. Um, yeah, so it's that murderer and maybe Hugh sees it on the teleprompter and you can see the panic in his eye. Mm-hmm, You're watching mm-hmm, the, ten- mm-hmm. the news at 10 o'clock and you see him panic. And as a viewer at home, you wouldn't really notice it because he's a consummate professional. But he so knows good. coming up at the end of that sentence is a word he physically cannot say. Yeah. And so the murderer with this name breaks into the studio kills everyone <laughs> takes the word off the prompter yep and uh you just left sat there <laughs> silent for the first time in his career that's good is that worse than him accidentally fumbling over a word mm-hmm. and just sitting in silence staring at the it table? is worse isn't it while everyone behind the camera is being murdered and he can see it happening <laughs> and then you see the murderer run down into that bit <laughs> behind them and he's just fucking killing everyone and he uh, he doesn't even can't even focus on it because he's desperately trying to say the word. On the uh, BBC News, where Hugh sat is sat in front of an entire office. Yeah, that's the worst office to work in in the world. Because if you're just on Facebook, oh, it's so embarrassing, wouldn't it? Solitaire. Yeah, yeah. Thousands of people could see you, and then you're a Daily Mail story straight away. I'm 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 actually down for this. And the uh, final line is sorry to bother Hugh. Because obviously it's such a massive crime, he has to cover it in the next night's news. It's the biggest crime. <laughs> it's one of the, it's one of the biggest crimes of all time. Yeah. So he covers it in the next next uh, night's news, 
And uh, they go, here is a statement from the murderer. Sorry to bother you. Great. Credits. <laughs> Thanks, Pip. Hey, what about our ideas? What about them? We've I'm, got a couple. I'm going to go first for once because, you know, you often go first. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The Incredible Colk. <laughs> have we done it? I don't think we have. Macaulay Culkin? Macaulay Culkin. It's really beefed up. Hmm. The thing is, in my head, I'm a big fan of Macaulay Culkin, full stop. I think, you know, he had, obviously he had a bit of a stumble in his life, metaphorically speaking. But he seems like he's he's in a better place. He's maybe maybe he's one of those famous people that goes away for a few years and comes back ripped. Yeah, maybe. In this film. And green, for some reason. And also green. He's drunk so many smoothies, his skin has turned green. Hey, it does, you can't change the pigment of your skin, can't you? Well, I remember as a kid, uh, someone telling me that s- there was a story of someone who drank so much Sunny Delight that they turned orange. Yeah, I think it, I heard a similar thing about red peppers. And I'm surprised that didn't happen to me because I drank a lot of Sunny Delight. Did you? Yeah. And you know Sunny Delight now is just orange juice. Yeah. Hey. In the good old days. John, what was the difference between Florida and California Sunny Delight? I think it might have been the biggest scam known to man. I didn't... I, you know what? There were two varieties of Sunny Delight. Florida and California. Was it just the oranges they used? They were the mm. same. They were exactly the same. And they yeah. had so much sugar and stuff in them, then what did it matter? Do you not remember there were two different no. ones? No. Off the top of my head, I don't remember that. That's mad. I think, think I was a Florida guy. That. Yeah. So it hadn't travelled as far. I think because uh, uh, as a kid, the only ever like big holiday we ever did as a family was mm. we went to Florida. It was amazing. Um, so maybe I, I probably showed some bias towards Florida. You know, that's where Disneyland is. That's, where that's probably why I drank it as well. Universal Studios. Yeah. Are. And also they didn't have Clacton on Sea Oranges. Ah, exactly, mate. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember that, but fine. That's yeah, that because uh, at the beginning when I was thinking of the Incredible Cult, I was thinking let's make a '90s film with Kid Macaulay Culkin, li- in the same vein as Home Alone, Richie, Richie Rich. Rich. Macaulay Culkin gets killed by bees, which I still haven't seen, but I've recently discovered there's a film. Yeah, really early on in the film, I think. Macaulay Culkin killed by bees. Yeah, weird. Um, so. <laughs> Yeah, and it would be that, and it would have nineties effects. Maybe he, tu- maybe it's just the man, the same guy who does it in the TV show, Lou Ferrigno. Lou Ferrigno is Macaulay Culkin's Hulk. That's equivalent. great. That's fun. But he just gets up to japes and stuff. It's of not. Course, there's of no course. big. The, we need more japes. Superhero films—they're really building to something quite serious, and you know, there's not enough japes. As, as much as everyone else would be super, super upset. How much would you enjoy it if Endgame... Massive slapstick James. I'd love it. I'd absolutely love it. They're like... slipping in a puddle. They're like, half the population's gone. There's so much room for japes. (laughs) And they just jape around. That'd be great. They're gone. This is how they would want to be remembered. Yeah. Fun japes. Good times. Hey, what about my idea? Please tell me. After's life. What's Afterlife? It's the new Ricky Gervais show. You're obsessed with that show. You're... No, uh, this is just... This isn't anything to do with it. Oh, you're just facilitating for a pun. You die... Mm-hmm. And before you can get into heaven, you have to eat every pudding you've eaten your entire life. Yeah. Do do do. Does no, it... that's what heaven is. Heaven is every pudding. Yeah, and you don't get. F- it's all in. You me. don't feel sick or anything. No, you don't feel sick. But in hell, you do feel sick. The thing about pudding, the thing that talks me. There's two factors in eating too much pudding. There's the physical fullness that you'd get from something like a sticky toffee pudding. That's gonna stodgy. It's gonna fill you up. But also, there's that syrupy mm. back of the throat mm. sickly feeling that you're gonna get after a while. There's yeah, it's great. Too much pudding is a twofold discomfort. Whereas but also the main most, course, also the most comforting thing in the world. Oh, yeah. I love pudding so much. I do too, but I also like all food, as I know you do, Joel. Mm-hmm. And the issue of loving all food as much as we both do is you ever We're both get... morbidly obese. 
we both uh, well i say we both i often will find particularly in like a kind of like pub lunchy gastro kind of place eyes way bigger than my stomach i'm thinking as soon as i walk in there i'm like i'm going three courses get the starters it depends how posh we're going. They might be like calamari might be an option. Yeah, yeah, might yeah, go for that. Yeah, mm, yes, yeah, please. Yeah, yeah. Bits of bread, dipping in some oil. Hello. Main course comes. We I'm might so be getting hungry. like a plate of roast. Yeah. We might be getting a steak and chips. Might be getting lasagna, fish and chips, bangers and mash, any of that all stuff, of it. right? By the, yeah, all of that together. By the time they go, do you want any pudding? And all the whole time I've been thinking, I cannot wait for sticky toffee pudding. By the time I finish that main course, I can't do it. Hey, and that's where the difference between you and I is. <laughs> you just because guess what? Through. Guess what? I can do it. <laughs> I can't. It makes me so sad because I oh, love sticky toffee pudding. I'm but so I rarely hungry, have John. It. We're in your flat. Have you got all of those things you just said? No, I have no. We have no food here because um, we're evacuating the premises for two weeks. I honestly, John, I need to eat in the next minute, or else I might die. <laughs> I have like an apple since. Since Casino Chicken Royale, <laughs> I haven't listened to a word you've said. It's been very foody, hasn't it, this I'm week? I'm so hungry. Anyway, we know it's the end of the show because there is a knock-knock-knock at the studio door. Wait for it. There it was. And entering the studio, John, is all of the fast food mascots and they brought me a lovely buffet. Ah. Well done, John. Have a lovely holiday in Mauritius. Thank you, mate. I hope you eat loads and yeah. sunbathe. And do you know what I hope you do? I hope you chill out, have fun, and hey. I'm going to eat so much seafood and stay drink cool. rum. Mm, rum. Send the guys a movie idea. Tell your friends that you like the show. Follow us on social media. Then you'll be the best listener.